You're listening to an encore presentation from the Transformation Talk Radio Network. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on today. Thank you so very much. Um, I have to take a moment. Um, you know, I grew up, um, I grew up in a part of this country that many of you have heard me talk about. Now, I will say this to all of my friends that live in the Bronx, that are born in the Bronx. It's a cool place. It's even gotten cooler. But one of the things I want to say is when you grow up in an environment like that, and you're always looking behind your back and, you know, you're, you're learn you learn some street smarts, you learn things, you understand things. Um, and that becomes sort of a way of life for you in a lot of ways until you move to a place like Seattle where I live now. But there's part of that that you never forget. And then you read a headline like you read in the morning and you read the headline and you just ask yourself, why? And, you know, because of my journey and because of my field of study, the answer to that question is not a simple one. You know, we are in a place now where we are in complex times. But there's nothing that I can say and Benny, I think you will agree to this because Benny and I have been together 20 years. We have taken moments like this many times, actually more times than I'd like to admit. Prayers, compassion, a range of emotions. It has to be shocking. 19 children, two adults. Now it's 20, it's 21 people that are no longer on this planet because of something that most people think we can do something about. And what I wanna say to everyone is find a place in your heart just to hold a space for a divine solution. Whether it's for you as an individual, whether you kept your children, I have more of my clients that have called me and said, I'm not sending my kids to school and they do not live in Texas. Nope, not going to school today. Now, growing up for me, we lived it, we breathed it, but we never experienced anything like this. And I wanted to take a moment, Benny, to do that, just for t us to take a moment, Benny, and then let's take a short break and we'll come back with our very special guest who's going to really talk about how we look at essence of what we think is our true nature, but it isn't. 
But if we could just take a moment, all of us, just take a moment All of us here at the Transformation Network, I'm sure Benny will, will agree, our affiliates, 11.50 a.m., all of our, our networks, Facebook Live, those of you, all of you should know that this does not go unnoticed by us. That's why we keep doing what we do here on this network. That's why we are determined to go bigger than we've ever gone with positive messaging solutions. All of the above, there's nothing that I could say that would wipe away the pain of what people are experiencing today. The mothers, the fathers, the grandmothers, the brothers, the sisters, the teachers. There's nothing I could say except I pray, I pray that there is a solution that we may not know about right now, but it'll be revealed to us. Benny, can we take a short break, please? Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. You're listening to an encore presentation from the Transformation Talk Radio Network. Thank you, everyone. Welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in. Um, oh my God, I am so thrilled to have you all meet Lisa. Uh, Lisa Haysha is joining me here today. A life coach, an author, a transformational street speaker, TV host, traveler. But you know, there's something here that I love about this because, you know. I attempted to study spiritual psychology, but just saying like that my school was not going to have any of that, but it didn't stop me. You know, she has traveled to over 60 countries. She's worked in boardrooms. I was going to say from boardrooms to bathrooms. <laughs> I, actually, that isn't that a, actually, that's a title of my book from bathrooms to boardroom. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Oh my gosh. But you know, here we are today, right? You know, this is about soul blazing. I love this, Lisa. I love what you've done here. And I love that you are tapping into what I believe is one of the number one, if it's not number one, it's close to the reason why people have giant dreams and cannot get them off the ground. Thank you for joining me here today. 
tell me about what you had to overcome to fully embody soul blazing for yourself. Oh my God. Loaded, loaded <laughs> question right out the gate. They should have told you about me, right? <laughs> I used to actually come see you when you were in LA. Yeah, yeah. right. Oh my yeah. God. You were so amazing. Working a room of 50, 60 to a hundred people sometimes. And Isn't that great? Oh, it was just wonderful. You I can't so wait great. to get back out. I'm actually going to get back out and, and do a lot of that. But man, you've tapped into something. When I was reading your book, I'm like, she's talking about me. Mm, but yeah. you know, you don't write a book like this and you don't become Lisa unless you have had to literally break through some obstacles yourself, right? Yes. Um, I grew up in San Diego, but under a Baghdad roof. My father was from Iraq. So very strict, but in Southern California, where everyone's dating, smoking pot, going to the beach, <laughs> bathing suits. And it's like, we had all these restrictions and had our husbands picked out for us and all that. We had to be in when the street lights were on. And I was a goody goody because I did not want the wrath of my father. We'd get the silent treatment or get, you know, ignored, punished in some way, never physically hit, but in other ways yep. and psychologically and emotionally. But one day when I was baking a cake three houses down at my girlfriend's house to, because it was my other friend's birthday, then I came home when the streetlights were on and I was in my checkered, you know, Catholic school uniform and I opened the door and there's a gun pointed at my heart. I'm like, what's going on? And for a minute, I was like, Who's, who is that? And I'm like, oh my God, that's my dad. And he was like, what are you doing? Are you a whore? And freaked out on me. I'm like, I was baking a cake for Julie at school tomorrow. You can't come home. I was three houses down, dad. And to my mom, what kind of household are you raising here? Because I have four sisters. So there's five girls, teenagers at the same time. My mom married when she was 18 and had five, four girls by 20 and five by 22. So she was like one of us. And she just said, she was just baking a cake, tried to calm down. Then he's like, send her to an orphanage. We can't have that here. I'm like an orphanage. <laughs> what is an orphanage, you know? And, you know, I'm like, I want to move out. I hate my life and all that crying, went to my room. And, and that moment from getting really good grades and being a really good kid, I started saying, you know, cause everything was, we got to protect you from the outside world. Everyone wants to hurt you. This is during the time when, um, you know, it was the, the mass murders were there. The serial killers were yeah. out by um, Manson and there's like 10 of them. And so don't you know what's out there? Everyone's out there to hurt you. You can't dress like that. You'll get kidnapped, pulled off the street. So I thought, what if he's wrong? What if the bad guys are inside the house and the good guys are out? So that put me, I had a girlfriend who was hitchhiking all the time. She came from a challenging household, this and that. She always asked, she asked me to go with her and I always say, no, 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 no. So I said, I'm going to hitchhike now. So I called that friend, let's go. Then I started hitchhiking. I did it about 10 times by myself, would only get in cars with like hell's angels types, scraggly, tatted up and broken down cars. Then I would say, are you going to hurt me? Are you going to rape me? Why did you pick me up? And they say, no, no, where do you want to go? And I'm like, my dad told me about guys like you. And I'm just curious. So I think that started me on my journey of exploration, maybe finding my inner power from being one of five and 
being restricted and limited and filled with fear. It's that culture is about filling you with fear, especially women. So you don't have a voice. And so they mm-hmm. marry off early to be obedient to your husband, work for your husband and make babies. Yeah. So I rebelled from that at that moment. Oh my God. I can only imagine. Right. I mean, you know, let me ask you this question because it really speaks to, you know, not just the book, but like everything you're doing, right? And I actually took your imposter quiz, so I'm, I'm curious to see that. But what you're really bringing to bear is, is something that is more relevant now than it's ever been. And let me say why, and then I want you to comment on it. You know, once upon a time, okay, so maybe we had reflections of self. I mean, go back in time. And you don't have to go back too long ago, right? You know, when I worked at the phone company, um, they were still talking about caller ID. And, you know, relatively speaking, if you look at old school phones, like we call, Benny, do we call them telephones? Yeah, when I ever say, I say phone, people are like, oh my God, like, how old are you? What are you doing? Like, I said, well, what do you call it? You just say sell. Okay, you just say sell. But if you look at the evolution and the speed of information, And now you look at the fact that I could not even avoid that headline this morning because of my phone. If you just look at that, there are more opportunities for us to be convinced we are not really all we're capable of being. Would you agree? Of course. Yes, 100%. I think our world's gone mad. I think the division (laughs) and the hatred, oh my God, it's changed so much in the past, you know, five or, you know, seven years or so. And I think the division is just breeding more hatred. And I don't, well, I know what to do about it. I don't know if I could say it on camera, but uh, I think we all have to look into ourselves and say, what, how is this helping the young kids? I think our government is like our parents. And when we're seeing them fight the way they do or can't even get along, I watch the news on, um, you know, the mixed news where you see six stations at once. Yes. You see Fox, you see CNN, MSNBC, BBC, Al Jazeera, and then the Weather Channel. And you're looking at the headlines. (laughs) It's like, I'm so glad you included the Weather Channel. Thank you. That's what's on. And I look at that and you see Fox, Biden is destroying the world. Look at this and that. And you see CNN, Biden just made trying to do these peace talks, helping to give to Ukraine so we could all get together and join. You know, MSNBC is saying Trump did this and Trump did that and we got to get him. He's on trial for this and that and going. And BBC is showing, you know, the war actually happening and Al Jazeera is talking about you know, U.S. relationship with um, China and how Biden's comment in Taiwan is destroying the relationship. Just like, oh my God, everything is hate, destruction. And if it's, I mean, and it's 24 seven. And when you listen to some of these mass murderers, they say, oh, they got their talking points a lot from Tucker Carlson about race and how um, they're trying to cancel white people. And I think when you- it's crazy. They, Apparently he said it over 400 times. And I guess these kids are listening and saying, oh, we got to protect our nationality. We got, so, and same with the insurrection, everyone's thinking they're doing the right thing, protecting our country. A lot of the people who went, and I know a couple of people who went and I'm like, what are you thinking? And they said, now they're embarrassed that they did it. But they said at that time, 
they got caught up in it because it's just like juicy gossip and they make it like you're in the end, you know, you're on the inside on these texts and telegram and stuff. So you're in the know, you know, secrets that other people don't, they're like, you don't understand. This is what's really going on. And I think the more that that comes out, you know, I'm just hoping in Russia, they stop the misinformation machine. And I think they're getting closer to it. Some of the top generals there now are looking into that. And I think that's bleeding down in. And if we can capture that, I think there's hope. But right now we need spiritual warriors more than ever out there. Yeah. I love that you're bringing this up because here we go, right? I mean, we're talking, of course, about soul blazing. But if you to ask me when I was a kid growing up that I would be doing an, an interview, which we did several months ago with the youngest member of the Ukrainian parliament, I would have said the what parliament, right? Somehow though, the path, the soul, I love talking about the soul because I know so little about it and I'm so willing to learn. But what you've really outlined for us is the difference between showing up in the world with our full potential warrior shield, our special light, our beautiful mysticism, and our unwavering belief in getting what we need energetically by taking charge and understanding we're not always in control. Yeah, that is exactly correct. <laughs> exactly <laughs> correct. I'm Thank going through that right now with my daughter. I'm like, I am not in control of this. I'm not in control of that. You have to let things go. And what, what you just said so beautifully is if everyone thought about the whole instead of just themselves or controlling, oh, if I go do this, I'm gonna control the situation. We can't control situations. All we can do is control ourselves. If we bring peace into ourselves, and if each individual takes it on to take a morning routine to meditate, create their day. If you believe your thoughts create your reality, you would take this seriously. And I believe it does because all these thoughts that all of our leaders are having then spew out to us is affecting our world. If everyone just said, all of us want peace, all of us want a good life, all of us want to be, you know, want to see our kids thrive and see the next generation thrive, our planet thrive, we'd all be on the same page. I just think it's politics and power. And people don't understand, we could all be in power if we take care of ourselves first and our family, our neighbors, and then the world. Yeah. I have yeah. some people going, I'm going to go there and fight. I'm going to do this. I'm like, look at your house. You're fighting with your wife all the time. Look yeah. at your children. They're going through this. You're not even there for yourself. Do you meditate? Do you do something? Do you walk in nature? Do you write out what you want your day to be like, what you want your month to be like, your year to be like? Who are you first, not your goals? everyone's about doing these days instead of being if we all go who am I being in this moment who am I I don't think some of these who I consider monster politicians even understand the harm they're causing and if they just switch turn to switch to say you know I have children too what kind of world do I want our world to live in we could all get together and on both sides both sides are 
there's so much vitriol because so much has happened. It's like a dysfunctional family. So if each of us individually say, we're not going to buy into that and we're going to create our own reality and the spiritual warriors come through, I think we have a chance. You know, it's so interesting because, you know, as I'm looking at this and I'm reading your book, one of the things I'm really struck by is, you know, is understanding what you mean and the relationship. If we could take a moment and talk about this, uh, Lisa, for a minute, because you, you're bringing multiple things together. One, you're bringing soul together. You're bringing soul blazing together. But then you bring us to say, wait a minute. Do you understand what I mean by imposter? Do you understand what that is? You see, there is a direct connection you're making in this book. And you don't really give us a lot of fluff. You're like, let me just tell you about this. And by the way, do you understand that this is operating? Can you talk to the point of how imposter and the the idea as you talk about it our imposters either drive us to the place or guide us to the place that soul wants us to go or maybe not so much or maybe not so quickly <laughs> yes yes i equate it with the imposters live on the stage of your brain and when i say <laughs> imposters I, they're showstoppers they want to run the show Either they run you or you run them. And the imposters to me are your ego. And there are those thoughts in your head every day. If I'm not good enough, I'm, I'm not smart. I've got to do this. And all these distorted thoughts of childhood. Every time something happened, it was like a scar. And then it's the imposters start growing and growing. And I think we have hundreds of them. And, but I narrowed it down to seven that I was working with over about a six month period over 100 or 200 people. And I started going, oh, where's their issue coming from? And these were the top ones. So I wrote those down just so we have a framework. But when you could put a leash on your imposters, I equate it with pit bulls. If you train a pit bull to fight, it's gonna either attack you one day or kill someone else, jump the fence and attack people or other dogs. But if you train it to love and attack when appropriate, it will do that, it will love you and love your friends and be a sweet dog. I have a friend who has a pit bull and I used to be terrified. I'm like, oh my God, this is like a poodle yeah. because no, I, agree. Nurtured. I agree. Yeah. And by the way, let's take the reverse if we could. Come on, I'm ready to play with you here. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Let's take the reverse. <laughs> I'm just saying, please don't email me about this. All y'all with the small dogs, don't email me about this. I'll send you a picture of little Sadie and little Daisy and Linda's, but the opposite is true right? You walk up to a little opsalopsa poodle thing that you just beautiful little Sadie, little small dog. And you look at her and you think, I'm just going to like pet her. Now in Sadie's case, you can, but how often have we done that and yeah. shocked ourselves <laughs> about the little dog that's like got the teeth coming out, right? Yes. So isn't what you're doing and helping us isn't, isn't, isn't what you're doing and helping us is isn't what the book did for me is help me understand these without judgment because we go to a place of oh my god did i really take the quiz is that really me but that's not your intention is it lisa no and your imposters um could become your superpowers if they're healthy and they're your saboteurs if they're not so it could go either way are you familiar with the enneagram 
Yes, I am. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of similar to that. You know, you've got your wings, but you could step into their power or you could step into their weakness. So like I was doing a teriyaki burger audition and I really wanted it because it was going to pay a lot of money. And it was one of my first auditions and I was first in line. It was open auditions from nine to five. And I went in, then I gave my head shot and all eager. And they're like, okay, we want you to sit here. You're going to be typing. Then we're going to ring a phone over there, walk over there, pick up the phone, answer it, come back to your desk and say, Oishi desk with your burger. But the whole time we want you eating your burger. I'm like, okay. Um, and then I'm so nervous. So when they said action, I'm going, oh, do I eat first or does that look weird? Do I know how to mimic? How long do I type? How many steps do I walk? What do I say? Do I talk? And I was all in my head and I sat down and then I, I said, okay, oishi desu. And they're like, oh, thank you very much. And as you know, in LA, that means you suck, go home, never want to see you again. And I'm like, ah, oh, I blew it. I blew it. So I went home beating myself up. And without this terminology, it was like my narcissist was talking to my victim going, you are a victim. You went in there wanting to be liked and wanting to be loved and to be picked. I don't give a shit. I'm the one for the job. They need me. My overthinker is going, what are you doing? It's done. Let's cut, you know, maybe you should go back. No, maybe you shouldn't. And going back and forth. So by the end of the day, I decided I'm going to go back. This is round mm. four. I changed my hairstyles, changed my clothes, brought a second headshot. You know, we have several and I went back at, towards the end. And then I gave my headshot to the casting director and she goes, oh, you look familiar. I said, oh, I work all the time, you know, cause now my narcissist, I embodied. And she's like, um, okay, this is what you do, da, 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 da. And I saw the Japanese men sitting there five in a row. And I went and did the same audition, but I did it with confidence and knew what I was doing in Oishi desk. Then they said, wow, that was really good. And I said, thank you. And then as they were looking through the pictures, they said, wait, is this you? And I went, oh, that's my twin sister. I can't believe she was in here. She's a terrible actress. I do have a twin, but she doesn't act. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, she was bad. I'm like, I know, I know. And then she, they said, you are great. I said, thank you. By the time I got home, I had the job. Now I'm the same person. So you could go through life being that victim. So if you have victim imposter, go, God, a victim imposter is also giving, loving, nurturing. But when you you're get, dive into the ugly side, it's needy, um, not being able to take care yeah. of yourself, feeling like other people owe you because you, you're doing all these favors for them. So it's really about going, God, how do I make this work for me? Exactly. And, you know, it's really interesting when people meet me outside of here. I used to run into this all the time is like, let's say I go to a networking event or who knows, whatever it is. Um, and I do whatever I need to do there professionally. You can hardly find me. I mean, I'm usually sitting at a table with other people and I'm listening and people are shocked they look at me and they're more like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm great because I'm not talking. I am so far on the introvert scale. If you were to refer to one of these personality type thingies, right? Mm -hmm. When most people hear that, they don't believe it. I believe it. They don't believe it. And what I try to say is, look, I have in my corporate career, I almost got fired from a leadership position because I scored so low, um, so high on the introvert scale. And the Myers-Briggs people had to come in and talk to my management team and explain, no, that's her gift. That doesn't mean she's not going to talk. It just means that, honestly, after a busy day, 
you're not going to find her at a party. You're not going to find her at a party. So what I my one of the takeaways and how funny you mentioned George Carlin. Did you see his latest thing on TV now? Oh, my gosh. Right. (laughs) I mean, like, how did you you couldn't have even known, like, by including this in the book. But this is this is really a message. I want to take a short break and come back and talk with you about this, Lisa, because, you know, everything you embody, the work that you do, all of the above is really to help us step into our fullness, step into soul blazing, isn't it? Um, Let's take a minute before we go to break. How do people find out about you? And then how do they get a copy of the book? Let's just make folks uh, aware of how that's going to happen. You could get a copy of the book on Amazon. It's also on Barnes and Noble and my website leads you to there. But soulblazing.com is where you could get everything. But I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. I'm everywhere. So easy. So to find. when we come back, um, also people can take the quiz because you got a yeah. quiz on your website. Yeah, That's like totally website. fun. I haven't gotten my results back yet, but um, let's just get over there. When you read the book, this is what I love about this. We're going to go through a couple of these because I just, I had to do a double take on, on, on some of these. And I love the way Lisa's got this laid out because, you know, she gives you a description and you get to think about, oh, wait a minute. When was like that? Oh, what she wrote here, you know, do I really have to do this? How often do I ask myself that? And then do I actually do anything? Where do I go with all of this? See, if we can understand these parts of ourselves without not liking these parts of ourselves, she's going to help us turn this into our superpower when we come back. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Your own innate brilliance already lives inside of you. Come discover it so you can shine brightly in this world. Join me, your host, Adrian Cobb, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern during Wild Magic on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get answers to who you are and where you belong. To learn more about me and the show, visit MyWildMagic.com. Again, that's MyWildMagic.com. Are you having difficulty feeling at home in your own home? Join Annette Rigolo and Dr. Pat in Enlightened Environments, Optimizing from the Outside In, as they present a deep dive into the various vibrations of the earth, along with man-made energies that impact our lives. Using the diamond dousing method, we will utilize specific vibrations to elevate our own homes to support us and expand us with their energy. Join us every third Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Time to make your home, home. Do you get stuck in that someday attitude? Living the same day over and over again with no action? The Becoming You Show, big ideas that inspire, impact, and influence your life with Leah Rowling is for you. Tune in every Friday at 11 a.m. Central on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This show will have you feeling inspired to take action with purpose and intention. For more information and to get in touch with me, visit www.LeahRowling.com. What could you achieve if you knew someone was going to ask about your progress every week? Accountability matters. Small corrections and check-ins with your goals can lead to big results in your business without you feeling overwhelmed. 
Success Magnified owner Mary Gall provides entrepreneurs a system of goal setting and accountability to create clarity about where you are now, your future direction, and the most effective way to get there. Book your free call at successmagnified.com today. Take control over your future. I'm Lisa Belts, and I'm here to help you realize your true potential and become unshakable. Schedule a completely free introductory coaching session with me now to see for yourself how I work. Get the divine guidance that you need to transform your life for the better. Go to lisabelts.com and take that step towards transformation. That's L-Y-S-A-B-E-L-T-Z.com. Day-to-day living can be difficult in our world today. Most of us don't know how to live a peaceful, joy-filled existence. Learn how to break through these barriers and live a transformative life on Love and Light with me, Dr. Lisa, every day living in peace, every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. To work with Dr. Lisa, visit EducationThroughEngagement.com. You're listening to an encore presentation from the Transformation Talk Radio Network. Welcome back, everyone. Oh, my gosh. Like, when I was reading the book, I'm like, okay, yep, I know when I'm that. Okay, I know when I'm that. Um, Where do I stand on the fixer part? Am I, do I think I'm a fixer? So I just want to say to everybody, and and then, Lisa, we're going to go over these, but also we're going to talk about, you know, how do we use these? How do we create those superpowers? We're all capable. Um, But one more time, how do we get a copy of the book for people? And then how do they find out more about you, what you're up to, how to engage with you? Well, you could get the book on Amazon and it's also on my website, Barnes and Nobles, but you could reach me on all social media. I'm on Instagram and I go by my name, Lisa Haysha. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, other ones too. I think I'm on TikTok. <laughs> I'm everywhere. Pinterest. <laughs> So yeah, you could easily find me, but most active on Instagram. Awesome. So understanding the imposter, right? Mm-hmm. There's an end game. And don't you love that the whole Marvel thing actually called that last in the series end game? I mean, don't yeah. you just kind of think about that a little bit? Um, there's an end game. And the end game is, it's not a one size fits all. We all have our own version of that. But there is a part of us that sometimes, maybe almost often, maybe almost always, we have to tap into, especially at the really tough times, where we have to be able to call on our superpowers. Can you talk to what the imposters are? Just let's give them a mention. And how understanding ignites or can help us ignite our superpower just the way you describe with that audition right i i mean there's a part of 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 me that enables me to show up 12 13 hours a week fully engaged with someone like you enjoy every minute of it but i don't know that i understand that can you just give us a little give us a little walkthrough Yes. Once you learn about your imposters, and again, as I mentioned earlier, I picked out seven, the victim, egotist, seductor, 
the joker, the fixer, the overthinker, and the judge. And all these are so common. And when you look at your, you got to just start analyzing yourself. I think a great exercise is keeping a little journal, especially in the morning, do a meditation for five minutes and just sit there and without music and just what thoughts are coming to me. And you're going to notice we have 40 to 70,000 thoughts a day. And it's like, most of them are negative. Most of them are repeated. What am I saying to myself? What are those thoughts? Writing them down. Once you understand your operating system, because that's really what um, these imposters are. So you're being, they've been coded into you. So once you start saying, oh my God, I'm thinking about, oh my God, look at Sally and her da, 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 da. Oh, she's going to speak. Oh, she's awful. And da, da. just comparing yourself. Oh, I can't believe the Kardashians, how they got so much money and they're so famous. They're, they're not good at anything. All they do is sell their sex, you know, they're, they're just going to America. Money. They're right. going to make it money. That's their superpower. Exactly. Uh, by the way, so is Rihanna. Hello. Oh, um, she's a billionaire. Yeah. Oh my but God. she doesn't get as much slack because I think the Kardashian is a clan and exactly. they start off just being beautiful and showing skin. Right. So the imposter clan, right? No, yes, I just, yes. don't email me on that. That's, that's but, but, but it is an imposter clan because we all have imposters and they're putting out different ones all the time. Oh my God, this Kardashian's the victim today. Now this one's the overthinker. This one's being the judge judging this one. So they play with it so well. So that's the thing. If you play with all these qualities within you, we all have all of them. We're all we're all jerks we're all sweethearts we're all giving we all judge and we all don't like judging you know we catch other people and say oh I can't believe they're saying this we're all this so if you could catch yourself and say how can I be the best me and not like I have a friend who's a seductor and all she does is talk about sex and anytime she's with a guy or auditioning and she puts that forward and she goes I don't know why my career's not taking off but she has all these trysts and it's like, cause you have leaky sexuality, your seductors and you're not, you don't have power over it. You're using it. So there's a difference between being in your power sexually and using it. Then that's the difference between a superpower and, you know, a saboteur. Um, so the judge, it's great to judge. This is what's going on in our world. Let me make a a decision or in your job or what I, what audition do I take or what career do I want or how do I want to raise my kids and judging what kids are doing this one's doing you have three or four kids you could judge but you have to look at it and go okay this is the symptom what's the cure yeah. and if you don't find an answer then don't judge judging on itself hurts you and whatever you're judging them you're judging yourself you do the same thing in another way even if you stole a piece of gum and you're judging someone else for stealing, you know, an art piece in a gallery. It's the same thing. It's the, I'm entitled in that moment. You're just doing it at the level that you are capable of or whatever. Yeah. So don't judge others. We live in a world of light and dark, and that's just the way it is. All you can do is look at these imposters, write down your thoughts. And then if you do that, I swear, if you do that for one week, just writing your thoughts, you're going to see how many of them are repeated. And if you go, what can I do to start silencing that voice and you do that by giving yourself something else like so many clients I have talk about their past and their memories oh my god this happened when I was three and I, this tragedy happened at seven and eight and then I was thrown on the street I was you know adopted by these awful people and a hundred things happened to them 
But what happened was then they stopped living life. Like what you're sharing, you know, you work 13 hours a day, you're fine. You need this. They don't do that. They're so bogged down. And this happened to me, yeah. you know, come on, that happened 15 years ago, 30 years ago. And they still can't create a day because of those tragedies. And I'm not making light of it. It's horrible and horrific. And it's deep, deep psychological and emotional wounds. And that's why there's, you know, care for these people. And I think they need that. Yeah. And they could just say, I want to create my day also on top of getting the healing work and just do one small thing. Like, what are my thoughts? Why yeah. do I keep having my thought? What can I do to transform that thought? Like I was living for years of my dad did this to me and oh my God. And so I said, you know what? Nothing was working in my life. I tried to be an actress and I'm saying, you know, all my uncles, you know, Uncle Ramsey, Zuhair, Muhair, and Riyadh. I'm like, I can't even do a kissing scene. My dad said it's one foot in his grave. Or if I hug someone or, I, you know, I got a soap opera. They wanted me in bed under the covers simulating sex. I can't even, couldn't do that. No way. Even if I was fully clothed. So I'm like, I have to, I have to quit this. So what I decided to do was go to Iraq to talk to Saddam Hussein. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I why, love that though. Why are my thoughts like this? Why am I struggling so much? <laughs> you know, when you have contradictive thoughts all the time, you're kind Absolutely. I mean, look at it. I mean, I, I love that you're sharing this because there. I've, I've recently shared a little bit about the secrets in my family that just recently got revealed. And to be honest with you, they really didn't get revealed. The internet and Ancestry.com, thank you. Um, I have no affiliation with Ancestry except for the fact that if it wasn't for a really fluke thing that my friend did in genealogy, I wouldn't have known my grandfather was actually born in Brazil. His last name didn't have an A on it. It had an S on it. He changed the name and then changed his ethnicity. So when we discover things like that, we could be like, oh my God, I lived a lie. I'm like, am I Brazilian? Right? But the shock, how long we stay in the moments of despair, is the difference between soul blazing, in my opinion, and living in our superpowers or not. Now, I'm not giving you a time. I'm not saying we just lost somebody over the holidays, a family member. I would imagine, I've thought about this. If I ever lost my best friend, Linda, just the thought of it is scary. But do I have the ability to call upon superpowers so I can continue the life that my soul is wanting me to continue, right? Isn't that basically what we're talking about? Even if you have to have like a coffee with Saddam. Yes. Right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You have to go on because there is life after death and you do meet other people. You meet everybody. This is just a game. It's the blink of an eye for the spirit world. I've talked to so many people who had past, you know, near death experiences. They all say they had a choice. A friend last week, he, it happened a few months ago, but I just talked to him. He said, it was a choice. Do you want to go now or not? You have a choice. Then they mm -hmm. saw that life and this life. And they said, that looks fabulous, but they have family, they have kids, you know, something that's keeping them here. So 
we don't have to go, oh my God, they're dead. They're not dead. They just, I look at it as now, I have so many people who died the past year and a half. It's like crazy, like 15. In my whole life, I don't know 15 people who died. But I'm looking at it going, oh my God, there's another one. There's another one. And someone was supposed to play at my party last weekend. He was the main, he, he was, he's a musician who's bringing several musicians. And he said, yes, on Monday. And on Thursday, I called them to confirm. He didn't answer back on Friday. I'm like, come on, are you ghosting? I just need to get technical. And I go on Facebook and he passed. Oh my God. I, I, oh my, that happened with me and Pete Siegel. Benny, you remember Pete? It took me a while. I mean, people want to know, uh, Lisa, let's talk about this. Cause this is so important. What you're sharing is you're sharing really everyday things that happen to everyday people in your case you know, we're talking about culture. We're talking about something culturally that every time you turned around to enact your dream, you're like, oh no, I can't, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, there are some families, I mean, let's just take another example if we could. There are some families, and this is where the word imposter has shown up more in my lifetime and in the work I do with addicts and women in recovery. When it's the conversation about whether or not you're gay or straight. Hmm. And what you just described, I couldn't help reflect on a friend of mine who not too long ago um, committed suicide for the very reasons you just spoke to. The pain and the revelation of, of what happens when you reveal your true nature. And that could be, I grew up Catholic, I'm marrying someone from another religion. I mean, there's so many layers of it, but we have to get to that place of owning our truth, don't we? So that we can enact the superpowers to let our soul blaze. Yeah, and it's really um, big right now, especially with the transgender and oh my God. transgender identity. And I've talked to a lot of these kids and they're like, you know, I have to be me. I have to be my authentic self. And it goes against all the family's beliefs and stuff. And it's just so hard for everyone involved because their decisions do affect the whole family, especially coming from the Middle East. I get how, like they said, if I do one transit, you know, transaction against what they feel is right, I ruin 50 people's reputation or, you know, all my my father was the 14th child. Everyone had five to nine children. And, you know, a lot of them died off though. The, I think all my uncles and aunts now have passed, but they said you affect everyone because you have the same last name or your second cousin, third cousin, and they all marry within. And then that's it tainting. So a lot of them have that. So that's why there's so much suicide. Um, and Bill Maher just did a thing on it last weekend. Uh, did you hear that? Mm, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's really fascinating because a very dear friend of mine, my doctor is from, um, you know, Iran. And she grew up in, especially of the Baha'i faith. And when I, you know, look at what's happening to people and the persecution of women and the fact that women cannot be educated. I mean, I've done events with her to really enlighten and engage people about, and, you know, honestly, this is just one thing. I mean, do I think I'm making a difference? I don't know. But can I show up and just say, I can help with this. I can go to this event. 
I can understand more about this. And I think that in order for us to do that, just the way you're speaking now, you had to do a lot to really understand all of the different versions of imposter that reside in you and then still come out of the gate and, okay, let's laugh for a minute. Let's laugh. Let's just have a moment. Because honestly, I didn't know I was a fixer until last, mm. last Saturday. I didn't know I was a fixer till last weekend or I had even a fixer in me. And then I was reminded, but what is that part of me? See, I grew up as a truck driver's daughter. My hands were greasy till I was about 13. I mean, changing oil, changing spark plugs. I watched my dad build me a car and then watch it catch on fire as he was driving down the street. We built motorcycles and so here I am and I've got this old lawnmower that one of the kids put oil in the gas tank and I'm out there and there's a point by which you know you're not gonna fix it, but you can't stop. Yeah. Isn't that also part of the understanding of, yeah, of what we're talking about. You, the <laughs> acronym for soul, S-O-U-L, stop, <laughs> understand, you know, what is happening here, you know, um, stop, observe, then understand what's happening, what triggers are being pushed. And then once you get that and go, why am I doing this? Why can't I stop? Then it liberates you. So it's really the deep breath. Or what That's why I brought does. it up because I wanted you to share that because when you take us through the book, if we can get to the understanding of what you just shared, my gosh, how free do we feel? Talk about how free we can feel. Yeah, and we all do have to be our authentic selves. I think you just have to make sure that is your authentic self when especially kids make big choices. You know, it's, it's a fine line of being there supportive and this and that. But we have to encourage everyone to be you because everyone else is taken. And you were a soul that came in and said, I have a job to do. And if people start saying, no, you can't do that, you can't do that, then who are you going to be? You, depression, suicide, all that comes into play because your soul knows it can't fulfill its duty. So something gets you know shut down. But I mean, mine was shut down by my father, I think, by all that. But then that took me on this journey. And after going to Iraq, I went to an orphanage in the small town of Tilkaf where my dad was born. And I realized it's a small Christian town because he was like 2% Christians over there. The other was was like a gas station, a liquor store, a church, a school, and an orphanage and a bunch of caves that were attached to each other. And then everyone slept on those at night. And I went into the orphanage going, this is where he wanted to send me. So I started talking to those kids. And after talking to all of them, I started interviewing them, recording them. And I said, I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but they're like, you don't like us. Everyone's bombing us. And you know, the world's against us. My dad lost his leg. My father died. My uncle died. This happened. All these things. I'm like, I'll memorialize your words. So I started interviewing them. Then I came home going, what am I going to do with this? But that led me on five year journey to 15 countries, talking to kids in orphanages, then writing a book about it. And then traveling in the world, speaking about it. I gave it to schools and libraries because I just self-published. And then I started, I moved to Barcelona and put my daughter there in first grade and I gave it to some people there and somehow the mayor got it since I was a 
you know, foreigner there, they're like, oh, how are the foreigners experiences? And oh, she has this book. He goes, come talk to me. And it was in front of a thousand people. I'm like, what? I thought it was going to be in front of like eight people. And yeah, but then it became so big of what are we doing in the world and how we're all connected because all the kids are so connected. All they really wanted was peace. They wanted peace at home, their parents to get along, to feel loved, to be seen and to be heard is really the message. And if we could offer that to ourselves first, and then to our offspring, our friends, our neighbors, the whole world will change. Forget about, if I could, I would go to Ukraine right now and fight. It's like, oh, come on, stop. What can you do right now inside yourself? Do you meditate in the morning? Do you write down your thoughts? Do you do gratitudes every day? What are you grateful for? Do you think of a kind thing you could do for someone else? You know, I do mind, body, heart, soul, something for each category of my life each morning, you know, reading something powerful, calling yeah. a friend, telling someone, I love you doing a, and all that could take five minutes or it could take two hours, depending on my day. So it's just a matter of being in the habit of it. So if you just do that and touch your feet on nature, on grass, hug a tree, be in nature, whatever problems you have, sit out there, talk to your authentic soul, authentic soul. This is my problem. You can channel it. You don't even need a life coach if you could get in touch that deeply with the power of the universe. Yeah. And you have to realize you could do stuff, come up with it. The universe will assist you in everything if you come up with the idea and in, engage the universe to do it. I have done nothing on my own. I did not go to Iraq to go to an orphanage, to write a book, to travel to all these countries. And I was being drawn. The universe is saying, oh, here's exactly. a job. I got a job exactly. with a hearing company that started taking me all these places. I'm like, let me go to the orphanage because, and that wasn't me. It was a higher power. Yeah. Yeah. And then that turned me into everything. My whole life changed. And that is a great way to really bring this full circle because that's the way I see my life. You know, I used to say a saying that I am not the pilot. I'm the co-pilot. Now I'm like, no. I'm not even the co-pilot some days. I'm the passenger. Some days I'm in first class, but other days I'm like way back in the back. Mm -hmm. But the point is, I'm always keeping myself open. Lisa, thank you for today. Thank you so much. Um, again, how do people find out about you? And thank you so much for showing up today. Thank you. They could find me at soulblazing.com or on all social media, especially LinkedIn and Instagram at Lisa Haysha. And Barnes and Noble, you can get the book, Amazon. It's everywhere, but it's a great book to really help you uncover your false beliefs and really step into your superpower. I love it. Uh, Benny, uh, we're going to take a short break. Daniel, when we come back, more with the Dr. Pat Show. You're going to want to take a look at this because here's where we are. If you can understand these parts of ourselves and just follow what Lisa just said. Sometimes you can do it alone, but I'm just saying to you, if you cannot, reach out.